Hello, and welcome to Backdoor Cover. Sunday morning, recording at 9.24 Central Time. I am Micah. Welcome. Brad is out today, driving back from a successful trip uh, to Dallas to visit the in-laws. And so I am riding solo today on a Sunday morning. Always remember, there is no harder working podcast in the world. I'm not, I'm not casting shade on Brad. This is a, a team effort. And I'm here to deliver for you, the listener of Back Door Cover. What a day in college football yesterday. We got a lot to talk about. If you got any takes, if you saw anything happen that you thought was noteworthy, call our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. We're going to get to some of those calls uh, probably tomorrow on uh, on the pod as Brad and I will be back Monday morning to break down all of the, the action in professional football, NFL Week 5, Coming up today, we'll preview that real quickly at the end of the podcast, as well as Game 6 in the NBA Finals, which is tonight, which we would assume would be the last game of the NBA season, but hard to tell with this Miami Heat team. We'll talk about that in a moment as well. As always, do yourself a favor and subscribe to Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. The subscription link is in the description of this podcast. Working on the newsletter right now. It's going to be a good one tomorrow. That drops every Monday around noon, so check it out. Micah's Read of the Week. And then Micah's Read of the Week, the podcast is back here on Mind of Micah. Subscribe to that wherever you listen to pods. One last reminder, uh, if you're looking to wager on any of the games today, you should go back and listen to our podcast on Thursday with Can't Miss Mitch, where we picked all the games against the spread with Algo, the VIA Index Algorithm. Uh, a proven winner over many years. And you can place those bets at MyBookie using promo code BACKDOOR. There's no better place to wager online or in person for that matter than MyBookie. Just search MyBookie, use promo code BACKDOOR when you, uh, when you sign up, when you make your deposit. You won't regret it. It's a great place, great user interface. Uh, you can bet on anything. It's convenient, it's easy, it's intuitive. Use promo code backdoor. That's one word at mybookie.ag. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the college football yesterday. An exciting day, especially in that early window, the noon Eastern time window. A lot of crazy things happening. Uh, we'll start with. I mean, I think the biggest win of the week is probably Texas A&M uh, bounces back after being embarrassed last week in Alabama. Uh, they crush. Well, they don't crush. They beat Florida at home, 41-38. Um, we're starting at 11 o'clock. I, I think the, the big the big news yesterday is probably Clemson crushing Miami, but we'll get to that. Uh, as I mentioned, A&M gets a big win. This is, you know, I've been trashing the Aggies. I thought Florida would win this game. Uh, Florida's not all the way back yet. I think that's, that's apparent. Um, the Aggies are pretty good. They're a talented team. They've recruited incredibly well. And this is a huge win. If they would have gone to one and two uh, after embarrassing losses uh, to Alabama and then, you know, a loss to the number four team in the country, uh, that would have been tough for them. But they're right back in in the thick of it in the SEC West, although uh, certainly several steps behind Alabama. Uh, What does it mean for Florida? The SEC East um, 
certainly looks interesting. Georgia, uh, clearly the favorite there at this point, but there are issues with Georgia. We'll get to them later. Uh, Florida falls to the Aggies. Kellen Mond had a great game, and you expect him to. He's he's a four-year starter. Um, that's why it was so disappointing they laid that egg against Alabama last week. But the Aggies look for them to jump way up in the polls again. Uh, other early games, uh, North Carolina survived Virginia Tech. They improved to 3-0. Their schedule looks really good and really easy uh, for a while before Clemson shows up. They, they defeat Virginia Tech 56-45. Lots of points yesterday. Lots of points in a lot of these games. Uh, Texas OU. There's an 11 a.m. game. Talking about the ghost of Mac Brown. Oklahoma defeats Texas in four overtimes, 53-45. Uh, Texas comes back again down 14 with like two minutes left. Sam Ellinger has three rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. He did most most of what he could do. Uh, it, a terrible interception in, four, uh, in the fourth overtime. But Texas should have lost this game in the third overtime when they missed a field goal. And then Oklahoma Oklahoma's kicker missed a field goal inexplicably. Uh, shanked one, uh, which was essentially a gimme after they had been bragging about how he'd never missed a kick last year. Uh, neither of these teams are very good. Let me just say that. Tons of mistakes, tons of penalties. This game was hard to watch. Uh, Tom Herman is infuriating if you're a UT fan. He says all of the wrong things after the game. He was still talking about what a great day of practice they had on Sunday last week, um, which is which is basically what he said all week long. You know, congratulations on having a good practice, but this team, uh, they stink. I mean, they can't stop anybody. And, uh, I mean, you know, Ellinger gets hit so much, so much. He's doing everything for him. Oklahoma uh, improves to 2-2. Two and two. They they risk falling to 1-3, and three, but, you know, I mean, Oklahoma's just better. They've got, they're just better. I don't know what else to say. Uh, another disappointing season for Texas. This is, you know, Oklahoma's not great. And to have an opportunity uh, when this is clearly a down year, a rebuilding year with Oklahoma starting a freshman and Tom Herman and Texas to, to be sitting here with two losses after four games, and really they should have lost to Texas Tech, is just inexplicable and uh, unacceptable, I would say, for the return on investment if you didn't have a chance to read all about that return on investment in last week's Mind of Micah, you can go back and do that. Uh, or not Mind of Micah, Micah's Read of the Week uh, newsletter last week. We talked a little bit about the amount of money these Texas schools are paying their coaches and what they're not getting back in return, Jim, although Jimbo Fisher does get a big win this week. South Carolina crushed Vandy 41-7. There's not anything to say there. Um Now's as good a time as any to talk about the Missouri Tigers, my Missouri Tigers, with a huge win, the biggest win and the first win of the Eli Drinkwitz era, 45-41 against LSU. This was a game that was supposed to be played in LSU uh, due to the hurricane. It got shifted to Columbia. The Missouri Tigers put up 45, and it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. This is one of the best wins Mizzou has had in literally in years. Um, I can't remember a better win during the entire Barry Odom era, unfortunately. And uh, I like Barry, but this offense is 
I, I, it's hard to say they're explosive, but they're dynamic. They're fun to watch. They are creative. Uh, I'm all in on on Coach Drinkwitz. Um, Mizzou's doing this with a quarterback starting his second career game. He threw for 400 yards. They were down their top two receivers. They were down like four defensive linemen. This is a shocking result, an absolutely shocking result. Even though who knows what the deal is with LSU, I love it because Bo Pelini is a person that I dislike strongly, and he is their defensive coordinator. And LSU is, I mean, they may run him out of town. He might get fired today. Uh, a reminder that that Mississippi State put like a million yards, I want to say like 600 yards of offense up on, on uh, LSU in week one in Death Valley and has scored two touchdowns since then as Kentucky beat Mississippi State 24-2 to yesterday. Um, so, you know, maybe we should be uh, curbing our enthusiasm for Mizzou uh, because LSU might have the worst defense in football. But whatever the case may be, uh, a great win. I'm not going to apologize for it. So shouts to my Tigers. Uh, as I mentioned, Mississippi State inexplicably loses 24-2. to we are, We are riding that roller coaster that is Mike Leach. Um, the whole Mike Leach experience, Starkville. I mean, I, I have no idea how you have a quarterback throw for 600 yards in the first week, and you've scored two touchdowns since then. Let's move on to the rest of these games. Uh, the two best teams in America, in my mind, uh, Clemson and Alabama, both win yesterday in varying levels of difficulty. Clemson had no problem with Miami in a game that ends up being 42-17, and it was not that close. It was not that close. Uh, Miami, uh, Clemson inexplicably tried for a 61-yard field goal while up 21-3 at the end of the first half, which was predictably blocked in return for a touchdown by Miami. So now all of a sudden, instead of being up 21-3, if you just take a knee, uh, you're down tw- or you're up 21-10. Miami then got the football to start the second half and then did nothing. Uh, They score a fourth-quarter touchdown after the game is out of reach. Clemson dominated. Clemson's good. Travis Etienne uh, Jr., which I didn't realize, who I feel like has been there for 100 years, 17 carries, 149 yards. I saw him make big plays in the passing game, too. That dude is unbelievable. He reminds me of Reggie Bush um, without all the glamour. And uh, very impressive win for Clemson against a Miami team I was high on all season that had started the, one of the only two teams in the country and started the season 3-0 and against the spread, BYU being the other one, another team that did not cover. Uh, BYU did win against UTSA, but not convincingly. Clemson's good. Uh, there's very little reason to believe that they're not going to be, not going to find themselves in the playoff, uh, barring some sort of Barring a victory by North Carolina. That seems like the only game left on their schedule. As it generally is. But Well, actually, not that it generally is. But uh, the ACC not looking great behind Clemson. But we'll see. North Carolina is there. Uh, back to the SEC. Alabama beats Old Miss 63-48. This game was really close. Uh, 63-48. Let me say that again. 63-48. And Ole Miss kept the game close a long time. Uh, Bama pulled away in the fourth quarter, but this game was too close to comfort. Ole Miss kept coming back and then taking the lead. It was it went back and forth. I mean, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you're never nervous. You never think you're actually going to lose. 
Uh, they score 21 points in the third and fourth quarters to to blow this thing out, but it was tied at half. And uh, Ole Miss looks punchy with with Lane Kiffin there. Um, this was this was a, an impressive loss for Ole Miss and and a solid win for Bama. Bama's got some major defensive issues though, um, and and they've got enough talent and enough coaching there to try and get some of that fixed, but got to worry. Mac Jones, though, looks great. He looks like a dynamic quarterback. I mean, he may not be as, he's not as good as Tua. He doesn't look like a Heisman contender, but he's good. I mean, 28 of 32 for 417 and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. Najee Harris, who's been at Alabama for either lo- even longer than uh, Travis Etienne, uh, I think he's been there longer than Nick Saban. 23 carries, 206, and five touchdowns. That's pretty good. If you want to talk about a Heisman Trophy uh, contender, it's probably Harris. Uh, Bama rolls to 63 points. Number three, Georgia uh, does dominate Tennessee in the second half despite trailing at halftime. They were down uh, 21-17 at the half. Uh, Tennessee looked good. Uh, some of my group chats um, kept saying, Tennessee's good with uh, the you know the eye emoji. They looked good in the first half, and then Georgia just turned it on and, and smothered them out. Uh, UGA's talent is is next level. I mean, they are on the same level talent-wise as Alabama and Clemson. Uh, there's no question. And then there is a hard draw, line drawn at, at, below them. Florida, Notre Dame, some of these other teams uh, that are ranked in the top ten are, are far behind from a pure talent perspective. The problem with Georgia, and it will continue to be a problem, is they don't have a dynamic quarterback. Stetson Bennett is a former walk-on, 16 of 27, 238, two touchdowns. Yes, they beat Tennessee 44-21, and uh, they certainly look to be the best team in the SEC East. And, you know, Florida being being a step below them, uh, they look to be in command of the division, uh, but... I just don't think they are championship caliber. Even though they are as talented as those top two teams, they do not have the playmaking. And I think in college football, you're going to have to, if you we get to a playoff, you're going to have to win a game 48-45. That's just sort of the nature of, the, of, the, of college football at this point. And I don't believe that they've got the dynamic playmaker at quarterback uh, to do that. Time will tell, though. Uh, Notre Dame crushed Florida State, who stinks. 42-26. Um, Auburn gets incredibly lucky to beat Arkansas to improve to 2-1. 30-28, to they kick a game-winning field goal as time expires after a very questionable... It wasn't even questionable. It was a, a terrible... Uh, they should have lost the game. Um, Bo Nix fumbled a snap and then spiked a football, but he spiked it backwards. Uh, the fumble, although neither team really recovered, the whistle was blown, they got incredibly lucky here. Uh, but Auburn does beat an Arkansas team that looks a little punchier than they have. Felipe Franks, who I think is terrible, uh, twenty of twenty-two of thirty, three eighteen, and four touchdowns. So I think that says more about Auburn not being that good. Uh, we shall see. BYU, as mentioned, gets past UTSA twenty-seven twenty. They improved four zero. They look like they may run the table. Although this isn't a very impressive performance. Iowa State. Gets past Texas Tech, thirty-one fifteen. They might be the second best team in the in the Big Twelve. 
uh, are one of the best teams. Who knows? All the Big 12 teams are right there. Oklahoma State, I don't believe, played this week. Um, and with a down Oklahoma and what appears to be a disappointing Texas team, Oklahoma State might be in the, uh, in the driver's seat. Although in that conference, you just have to be in the top two to get into the conference championship. Anyway, uh, that runs you through all of the ranked action yesterday. Uh, Kansas State beat TCU in the Big 12, if you're interested in that. K-State improves to 3-1, and one, uh, three wins in a row after losing in Week 1, so K-State probably ranked next week. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, an eventful week in uh, the world of college football, and I hope... Uh, Hope you watched it. Hope you enjoyed it. On to the pros. The uh, news this morning is that uh, there was one positive test in New England, one positive test in Tennessee, but no other positive test for any other team this morning. So the scheduling note today, the Broncos-Patriots game that was moved to to Monday night, or to Monday, has now been moved to next Sunday. Uh Broncos were supposed to play Miami. That game won't happen and is being rescheduled. So that affects other teams. Uh, who knows? This is now just a mess. The Titans have now shut down their facility again after a coach tested positive, although I, I did say there was only one other one. They've now shut down their facility again. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild here. Um, so if you have Broncos or Patriots in your fantasy team or in your fantasy order line up go uh, make some changes there game six of the NBA finals is tonight we will talk much more about this with Brad uh, tomorrow talking about the series in general I do want to talk a little bit about game five a remarkable effort by Jimmy Butler who played basically the entire game I think he sat out 45 seconds put the team on his back uh, Danny Green does miss that three-pointer that could have won the, the entire series, the championship, a, a wide-open three-pointer after a, a, a wise pass from LeBron James. I know a lot of people have been dunking on uh, Danny Green, who hasn't played well basically all season and may be washed. Uh, I like Danny Green. He did a lot of great things for the Spurs. He's hit a million three-pointers in the finals. It, you can't get too mad. I believe he has the fourth-best percentage uh, in NBA Finals history for three-pointers. It was a good shot. He missed it badly. And, uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say. Just, you got to take your hat off uh, to Miami. Bam on a bio, being back there playing with a, a banged-up banged up shoulder, uh, definitely a banged-up neck, they've said, and then I think he's got hand or shoulder issues, too. Um, he's playing. They keep talking about Goran Dragic coming back, although I, I don't know how that happens. I would not be surprised if they come back and win game six, although I, I would not bet on it. These, I just feel like the Lakers, none of their others played well in game five. And they, they're just, they're just a, a, a good game from, from Caldwell Pope or from Danny Green or from Rondo away. That, that's, that's their margin. The margin of error for Miami is very small. And in the games that the Lakers have won, they've had one guy other than Davis and LeBron step up. Caldwell Pope in game four, Rondo, I think, in game one. That's all it takes. They just need one other guy to have a good game, and I would anticipate that's going to happen today. Maybe it's Morris. Um, 
I would anticipate one other Laker stepping up beyond LeBron and uh, and AD. So that's it. All right. I'm going to get this thing live so you get a chance to listen to it before these games start. Call our hotline, 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Subscribe to the newsletter. Check out Mind of Micah. Check out ba- uh, Too Much Dip, the other sports podcasts I do. Uh, it's funnier than this one. And until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Brad and I will be back tomorrow.